Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. quarter, Supreme Dominator awaits the run. Perfect Striders next on the inside. General Dodgers locked up, deeper as Torrid Saint. Into the straight, amazing dream, the mare kicked away. Supreme Dominator the outside second. Torrid Saint running on, down on the inside. Perfect Stride, amazing Dream, Supreme Dominator throwing down the challenge. Amazing Dream, Supreme Dominator. Supreme Dominator looping up to Amazing Dream. Supreme Dominator. Supreme Dominator's grabbed Amazing Dream and won the crown. Yeah, close, wasn't it? But Supreme Dominator, that was a pacing cup at Cranbourne the other night, a Group 2 race. I suppose all, all watching the race, the horse we were worried about the most, I suppose, post-race was copy that. Chris Barsby's with us. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Any news on him, how he pulled up? Because he did work, but obviously dropped out there. Yeah, he's pulled up fine, Steve. Uh, they've pulled blood uh, from Copy That following that performance on the weekend, and it's revealed no abnormalities. There is a possibility that he could be starting or having a hit out again across the weekend. That may be on Sunday at Ballarat. So uh, we'll wait and see there. But uh, they were a little perplexed at the time, but uh, following all the tests that were carried out, there was no abnormalities. So they're pushing on. It was just one of those races where... Maybe he just got away on them coming over from Auckland to Melbourne during the week and uh, they've just got to sort of reset their focus a little bit and, and go again. But uh, luckily, nothing seriously amiss with Copy mm, That. Okay, $2.40 favourite there, Copy That, finished tailed off. And General Dodge, of course, Chris, was in the market as well there at 4.20. But this is very pleasing news, particularly with a view to Queensland uh, that you're about to cover with Darren McCall. Yeah, Darren McCall is well known to many here in Queensland. He's a proud Queenslander, but he's got... Great worldly experience. He started his career here in the Sunshine State. He's been all around the world, uh, North America, Canada, over in Europe as well. But he's come back to Australia. He's been down in Sydney for some time at Menangle, but he's going to call Queensland home again. He joins us online this morning now. Darren, appreciate the time. Thanks, Chris. So Queensland is home from now on in? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a... A, a long trip around the world and back again, but um, I feel it's probably the right time, uh, the way the QBRED is and uh, the way that QRED looks like they've done a really good job in the last probably five or six years and it looks on the up. Okay, so this is something that you obviously have been thinking about for some time. It's just not a spur-of-the-moment decision. You've been weighing up all your options, but you feel now is the time. So 2022, you're going to be full-time here in Queensland and, and rolling ahead. Yeah, you know what, <laughs> I'd like to say uh, that it definitely was something we thought about for a long period of time, but to actually tell you the truth, it kind of wasn't. Um, we, we always kept our eye on what was going on here, um, and obviously we keep seeing that it seems to get better each year. Um, and with, you know, COVID uh, obviously affecting everyone around the world, um, it's kind of kept um, myself away from, from, from my family and, and, and my wife as well, who's a Dane away from her family. So being stuck in Sydney... Um, we might as well have been back on the other side of the world. So, yeah, it's something that, uh, you know, we kept looking at. And I think in the end, uh, we get the bullet and just said, well, you know what, at least if we're here, we're close to one of our families. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you were meant to be up a little earlier than, than expected, but because of the COVID dramas, that sort of kept you locked out of Queensland for a period of time there. Yeah, that's right. We, I thought if I could come up around uh, September, I can kind of bring it like seven or eight and, you know, get basin and, and, and get a feel for everything and then slowly move them all up. But uh, with the lockdown uh, hitting, that, that obviously wasn't a, 
an option. So we've just had to wait it out. So, you know, it's, uh, it's been a little longer than expected, but uh, we've all kind of settled in now and, and we're looking, looking forward to the future. Okay, and you're based on the south side? Yeah, we're based o- over at Jamarina, Drone Nuremberg's place. It's a, it's a really good setup. Uh, we've got a good sand track. A nice big barn with a lot of ventilation and we've got a water walker and a swimming pool. So it's got everything here that we need. We don't really need to, to want anything else. Okay, so how many horses have you got with you right now? There's 16 as of today. Um, that's uh, that's pretty much every horse I had uh, when I left in England. I, I picked up one other one as well as we are going. So there's there's plenty enough um, you know, from all classes too, so... Okay, paces and trotters? Uh, one trotter um, and all the rest of the paces. Um, a few of the pace and fillies there, like Jonathan uh, Miles, uh, she's, she's a nice capable filly and a couple others. There's a few three-year-olds that I like, Love Mystics here and Rocket Baby, um, as well as a couple of the older horses that I've kind of had around for a long time. But I'm pretty sure under this system um, they'll do well. Okay, you've mentioned the Q-bread system and the scheme that we have up here. Uh, have you moved your broodmare back to Queensland as well? Yeah, she was the first thing that moved. Um, she moved uh, uh, earlier in the year just to make sure we had a Q-bread because, you know, it's just, it's just too good a bonus. So, yeah, you look at it 14 grand compared to well, a lot, lot less in other places. And, and you know, it's, the system is just working well. And you can see the, the broodmare numbers went up this year and, and I'm sure they continue to, to will rise. Okay. Now, you've been based at Menangle for a period of time since you made the move back from North America. It, it, it's it's tough going down there. It's very competitive, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a competitive track, obviously. Um, you know, there's a lot of bigger stables there. Um, you know, and, and realistically, to be stable there, you have to have a, a Saturday night Menangle horse. And to warrant to, to buy one of them, you've got to, you know, you've got to you know, spend a bit of money. So, realistically... Uh, I didn't have the clientele to, to, to actually be able to buy those horses time after time from New Zealand. And, you know, although we've had our fair share of Saturday night horses, it, it, they're hard to get. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. You look at it and at the moment I've got a team that I think will be competitive here. And, and, and when I actually came back to Australia, the horses that I picked up at that time looked to be better suited for Menanga, which was like better bet Black and Vicky Benita and a couple of the others. And they did very well there, but... I think right at this moment, um, it's the other way for me. Mm. You mentioned Better Bit Black and you need that Saturday night horse. Uh, he, he was a godsend for you when you first arrived home, wasn't he? Yeah, it's a terrific horse. Um, great race horse, iron tough. I never sat behind anything as fast as him off the gate. Uh, he could have broke 24 seconds any night if you had to let him go. Uh, he, he was a scary individual because you know, he'd come back, he, he'd eat up, and he could do it again next week. And he did it there for five years, you know, at the peak of his game. You know, he won two uh, Newcastle miles. He was second in the Kaduna Sprint. He was first emergency, the one year for the Miracle Miles. Numerous places in, in, in other feature races, Renshaw Cup and, and so on. I'd love to have another turn like him, that's for sure. But uh, we'll just have to start again and, and see what we can mm. get along the way here. Darren, it's Steve. Just thinking where, you, where you're based now, you touched on with Chris. That could be ideal with a view to the future and a possible new harness track, which is some talk that it's going to be between Brisbane and the Gold yeah. Coast. So if that's the case, that'll be an ideal, won't it? Well, it will, yeah. I'd already uh, been in contact with a few people and that's pretty much what I was kind of told, that uh, looking 
looking at this area. Um, so, yeah, that'll work out pretty well for me, hopefully, and, and everyone else in this area. So, you know, like I say, we did a bit of homework. You know, we called a few of the right people just to make sure. That Maybe was, you can share it with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's how it is. But anyway, it's, uh, it's looking good. I think the future's looking pretty good. And just with your worldly experience as well, Darren, what would be the ideal track size? Everyone's got their view on what size is the best size, whether it's a thousand meters, half mile, twelve hundred, a mile. What what size track do you think would be perfect for Queensland? Oh, I, I think a thousand meter track's really the, the best size track. It gives it gives all horses a chance to get around it. Um, uh, you know, we can all say the bigger track, obviously. You know, they go faster, really, because it's a bigger bigger circumference. But realistically, half-mile tracks, we probably shouldn't be building any more half-mile tracks, just maintain the ones that we have. But I think as far as building tracks, I think we have to have a 1,000-metre track. And just, it's a good size track. Like, you can take some horses uh, to an angle, and they will get lost on the big surface. It's, it's, it's a little too much for them, the long straights, and that it really wears them down. But you'll take them back to a 1,000-metre track where they can run the same time. So I really think that... Probably thousand meter track. It suits every horse more, you know, than the, than the actual bigger track. And it seems to suit the public as well. When you go to Menangle, you sort of lose them when they go down the back straight. But with the thousand meter track at Albion Park, you still you still feel like you're close yeah. to the action. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, you know, realistically, you know, normal years overseas and that as well as you know, you race at the Midlands. You actually never went out and watched them on track at the Midlands. You know, you, you would. You would go out the front, but you watch it on the big screen, and you'd only watch the last hundred metres because it's so far away you can't even see it. So, thousand metres, that way it gets the crowd more involved. Mm, and in the Dominion final, you'd have watched it like all of us. Darren's all peg dominated some of those big races at Menangle, aren't they? Well, it is because it, you know, so it's a great track, but it's very hard if you're going to be out wide for a long trip there. You know, like you, even over the mile, if you're parked out for the long, long way, you know, it's, it's pretty hard on a horse. So, you know, more often than not, if you can't find the front, you're looking for cover, you know, whereas on those smaller tracks, if you're parked out, yeah, you probably want a helmet, but it's not really that big a thing because I'll tell you that that uh, 400 metre straight at Menangle seems like about four miles when they're getting really tired. How's your driving style been tweaked, Darren, over the years since being in North America? Um, well, obviously it's, it's like anything. When in Rome, here there was the Romans, and I think, um, you know, of course it's... In North America, there's really no contact at all. It, it, you actually kind of give each other a lot more room, and they're probably a little more courteous, I'd say, on the way because of the uh, disqualification rules. But, you know, you come back, you fit into it fairly quickly. It, 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 it does differ from state to state, that's for sure. There's no doubt, um, you know, on the big track, there's more room than there is, let's say, you know, going to a small track. So we'll just, uh, again, we'll be back diving at Redcliffe uh, tonight. So... That's the old stomping ground. I went to plenty of races there when I was a kid, so hopefully fit right back in. Let's ask about that runner tonight, Darren. You've got the one starter, the Maharani in race three, well in the market, first up since October. What are the expectations? Well, she's, she's an OK horse. Um, she's got a couple of wins at the angle and a couple of pennants. She can kind of do anything. Um, she can be from in front or from the back, or even she's sat parked and won. Um, her qualifier was quite good. I was happy at Penrith with her. Her worst act has been quite good. She'll more than likely need one race, but um, I would say that she, she should figure prominently. 
tonight. You've got runners across uh, the next couple of days as well. Tomorrow you're back at Redwood Albion Park on Friday. It's great to see you back in, in your home state, Queensland. I know you're a proud Queenslander. It'll be great to see those black and yellow colours each and every meeting now in here uh, in the Sunshine State. So really appreciate the time, and I'm sure we'll be ch talking a, a heck of a lot next year in 2022. Thank you, and hopefully so. Mm, and Darren, those colours that Chris just mentioned, they've been in the family for such a long time, haven't they? Yeah, the colour itself, the black and yellow, they were, they were my dad's. Um, I changed the design when I went overseas because it was a, we were a little out of date. They, they thought the polka dots were a bit funny, but my brother still uses dad's colours, and uh, I, I definitely wasn't going to change the colour, that's for sure. Yeah, thanks, Darren. Thank you. Yeah, Darren McCall, of course. I remember when the McCalls, Chris, were based out at uh, Caboolture, Morayfield, I should say, for many, many years. Of course, Father Ron, wasn't it? And, and, uh, and Mother Beryl as well. Um, she loved yeah. her harness as it, racing. As it is, Steve, you'll, you'll take a great uh, interest in this. Ron McCall, when, when he was at his prime, uh, I think he was based at Ninth Street, he was training for Jack and Bob Ingham. Really? Yeah. yeah. And, of course, we should mention Sharon as well. Wasn't Sharon's very, very capable uh, yeah. reigns woman uh, for many, many years now, Sharon Fury. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a great yeah. family. Uh, look, uh, Matt Elkins is joining us, Chris. Matt, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Got a number of good drives tonight at Redcliffe. Let's go through them. Race number three is your first drive. Voodoo Fella. He's had the three runs back. Probably hasn't looked like he, he's going to do anything in those three runs, but they've been in stronger company. Can can he feature here? Um, yeah, he's sort of probably one that takes a little bit to work back in the fitness and form, and he's probably had those three three runs in tough company. It probably is a drop back in class tonight, but the draw isn't kind to him again. Yeah, I was just about to say, the draw is sticky. So what are your options there from gate five? Yeah, from five tonight, we'll probably just go back and try and get into it late again and just hopefully take some improvement off it and something we can work forward with. Okay. Race number four, the first of our features tonight. This is the Redcliffe Guineas, and this horse is absolutely flying. But speaking of sticky draws, he, he's got the, the stickiest, Scotch and Ice, gate six. That was the draw you, you didn't want. And in particular, given that Big Wheels and Jasper have drawn so well, it does make it really difficult now, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. Um, not only six can be a bad draw, it's made extra bad when your main dangers draw one and seven. So that is nothing but ugly. But as you said, the horse is flying and he's got plenty of ability, the horse. Um, he just needs a few things to go his way from out there. Given this race is over the 2280 and, and the fact that those key runners are drawn so well, could this be a real dawdling affair, or do you think it will be run at a genuine speed? Well, Pete McMullen, he doesn't normally go too slow too often. So, And, you know, they are quality horses going to Redcliffe, and it is the first look for some of these horses. So you never quite know what to expect. Um, hopefully they sort of get a bit revvy and do want to run along. And then if they're running along 2200, it sort of may play into our hands a little bit. If you were drawn directly behind big wheels, you'd be extremely confident on tipping. Yeah, that's it. Um, he did follow Big Wheels last start, but he was on the quick backup and got a bit pulley in the when they slowed off in that second quarter. But no, he's well up to these horses with the right run. Okay, race number eight tonight, final leg of the quaddy. Abercrombie Tab is your drive here. Draw on the inside of the second row. What are you hoping for here? Um, yeah, another ugly draw that actually. Um, probably look to get off to the fence at some stage. I think. I think the horses. On his way back to his some of his best form, his run last week was enormous out three wide for the trip. Um, so I think the horse is back running to his best form. 
We're just going to need some luck to get off the fence and some strong tempo somewhere. Okay. The Aqua Constructions Trotters Christmas Cup. This is a race that I'm certain has been circled for both you and Narissa McMullen with this horse for some time, God of Thunder. Yeah, no, it has been. Um, it was a little heartbreaking when we saw we got the 20-metre handicap. It was a bit of a disappointment. We weren't kind of expecting that. It sort of made it a bit harder. But, no, we are looking forward to getting the horse back to Redcliffe and seeing what he can do tonight. Well, he's unbeaten there, isn't he? One start, one win, and that was a feature race uh, victory. Yeah, and he carved out a pretty strong time that night too. So we'll be looking to repeat that tonight, but it is going to be hard off the 20-metre handicap. Okay. How do you assess his last couple of runs? Um, I think the horse is getting back to his best. Um, you know, last week he got left park out and we kept him rolling along, which he has to do, and sort of the dug one well, but when it trots and does everything well, it is a pretty handy trotter. And he wasn't beaten far from the rest after sitting parked out. I think sort of all he's waiting for is to find the fun again. It'll be very hard to beat. Okay, well, that's good of Thunder. And in the last race, I'm Loki having his first run at uh, Redcliffe tonight. Uh, he's won two of his three starts since coming up from Victoria. Absolutely bolted in at Marburg last time out. Can he dominate this field? Yeah, he's got a bit of a mind of his own at times. Um, he'll sort of run the gate hard. And I think sort of a bit of the key is to actually just sort of let him roll along and keep him happy. I think the start he got beat, I probably tried to fight him and back him off too much. And I think all it did was made him pull and go faster. So... We'll just sort of let him float out the gate and let him run his own race and he should get to the front and just keep rolling along tonight, I'd say. Is this race tonight at Redcliffe also a little bit of a, a lead into the future? Are, are you looking at a series like the Trot Rods with a horse like I'm Loki? Because he seems like he's extremely quick for, you know, a 1,000 metres in the races that we've seen so far. Is there a little bit of a, an eye to the future? The Trot Rods could be a possibility for I'm Loki? Oh, of course, that's... Um something we're looking forward to with him. It would have been nice if they come around now while he was lowly rated, but um, probably just sort of hard to pick out races when you're a low rater. You've sort of got to find races that are going ahead and that. And So he was left with Redcliffe this week, but I'm sure he'll go well. And, yeah, it would be nice just to have him around on a low grade when the trot rods come around again. Okay. Is he your best tonight in the last? Yeah, he'd be my best. Okay. Well, it's a solid book of drive. You just need a little bit of luck with a couple of uh, awkward draws there. Yeah, that's it. You sort of always need that when you head to Redcliffe. But, um, no, I'm like, he probably looks the best. And it'd be really nice if Scott Chanice could get something to go his way and if God of Thunder could find his way to the top. Yeah, yeah, they look like they're good chances, just needing that little bit of luck. Matt, really appreciate the time. Uh, we'll see you trackside tonight. No worries. Thanks, Chris. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. Matty Elkins, one of our uh, up-and-coming stars yeah. here in Queensland. And Nathan Dawson's about to join us as well, Steve. When does that Trot Rod series start, Chris? I think it's around May. Okay. So it's still a fair way off, uh, but they're, they're keen to go and uh, everything's in order as far as racing Queensland and Reckliff is concerned. I'm led to believe it will be on a Wednesday night, the finals again this year, like it was last year. They uh, went with the Sunday night in year one, Wednesday night last year, and I think this, uh, this coming year it's going to be a Wednesday night final okay. format again. Yeah, Nathan Dawson's with us. Nathan, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Okay, you're off to Redcliffe tonight. You've got a number of key drives there. Race one, Regal Nightshade number four. Any expectations here? Yeah, I mean, I wish I drew underneath a few horses. There's quite a bit of speed underneath me, but, you know, he's not the worst in the race, and if he gets the right luck, he can come in with a show. 
Okay. Race number two, she owns the day. This mare's going super, uh, you know, probably rising in grade a little bit. Uh, draw potentially could be a little tricky. How do you rate her chances? Yeah, she's going well, but she's a mare that kind of needs needs luck going her way. And the draw doesn't look very good on paper for her, so we'll be relying on luck. And, but if we get that, she's definitely winning. Okay. The Christmas Cup is the feature tonight. It's race number six. Is it fair to say the two key runners here, or the two main players, look to be LL Cool J and Your Drive Squire? Yeah, I think that's you know pretty good assumption. You know, I wouldn't be changing my drive for anything else. That's for sure. Yeah, he's going really well. His form probably looks a little up and down, but he's had a couple of ordinary draws there at Albion Park of late, and they're everything on the, on the Saturday night circuit. But he's got a perfect trailing draw here, two off the second row. He's trained on the track, so he looks like he's going to be very competitive. Yeah, I think so. You know, it looks good for us and a nice draw. And, you know, the other horse has got the bad draw to overcome. So, you know, unless he's back to his best, he's, you know, he's there to be beaten. But, you know, if he brings his A game, he's probably the one to beat. Okay. Race number eight tonight, wedding night, drawn in gate number two. Looks uh, looks hard to beat here. Yeah, I think so. You know, she's drawn good, going good. She trolled pretty good the other day, so... It's a nice draw for us with options, and you know, if she brings her best foot, she can win it. Does she have the speed to lead? Yeah, I think so. She gets off the arm pretty good, so that'll be the plan to go forward and you know, see what happens after that. She's all stars, probably likely to go up and have a look, but you'd be keen to hold. Uh, either way, I actually think she's probably a little bit better off cover, but you know, if there's no pace on, I'll definitely be holding the front. All right. Final race tonight, you've got gate eight with It's Megs, a mare that's had two runs back, and the last start third was good. It was good improvement off the first up effort. Any expectations here? Yeah, she mixes the form a bit, but if she brings, you know, the right type of, right type of attitude, she can definitely win it. So you never really know what you got till you're out there, but, you know, she's definitely capable. Okay, what is the best of your drives at this point for tonight? Yeah, I think the two of Greg Franklin's are probably you know, the pick of the drives. Okay, so race six, number eight, Squire. Race eight, number two, Wedding Night. Nathan, as per normal, you've been a star throughout the year. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you trackside tonight. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Chris, and Merry Christmas to you. So Nathan Dawson joining us. And uh, as it stands, Steve, he's still second in the, uh, the National Premiership behind Pete McMullen, so Queensland to the fore. And just speaking of the National Premiership, Grand Vixen's in that titanic struggle as well with Tasmania's uh, leading trainer, Ben Yole. So Queensland could easily end up with the leading trainer and the leading driver. We'll certainly have the leading driver, but as far as the leading trainer is concerned, uh, we could end up uh, with both the, the trainer and driver in the country. So it's a, a huge effort for Queensland. Mm, absolutely. Chris, Darren Clayton is joining us on Mobile Rowing, and then I'll get your thoughts on that big race too at Gloucester Park on Friday night where Chicago Bull returned, Magnificent Storm second up, but Wild West winning it. But Darren's with us now. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. How are we today? Very well, very well. It's a good night of racing coming through at Redcliffe tonight. Their big Christmas Cup meeting tonight, the Guineas, the feature, the two-year-old feature, the Trotters Cup as well. What's your best bet on the card? Yeah, it certainly is a great night, and it's always brings together a good field. I thought uh, in we'd probably stick away from the features. I think um, some of those sort of look a little bit tricky, but um, especially with some short price favourites there. 
But I thought in the early race, I thought number nine, I.I. Captain, a um, little bit of value there. Be, I think he's around about the $4 mark at the present. She finds a race where there should be some good front-line speed. You've got the Rag and Bone Man in two, Altana Blue in three. I like Captain. He's got six placings from 10 visits to Redcliffe. Um, just didn't quite work out for him last time out, and then he had to. He worked hard two runs back. I think this race profiles ideally for him to take the sitting shot on them. So race one, number nine, I, I, Captain. Okay, and as you outlined, currently $4 with tab for that opening race. Just on a couple of these features, the Reckliff Guineas race four, are you with big wheels or are you uh, going elsewhere? Uh, I think the, the map and the draw p- sets it up ideally for a two-horse race, really, and, and looks a case of leader behind leader with one and seven. Jasper, I was a little bit um, probably against big wheels running out a strong longer trip. He proved that was a probably a little bit of a mess when he was a winner over the 2100, a couple of runs back at Albion Park. Um, Jasper, she was uh, probably a little bit of a surprise winner, I thought, last time, taking on the older horses. She couldn't quite uh, get past her own age in a, in a few of those stronger races, albeit against the boys, but um, she defeated a handy field of, of open age performers last start. So, um, I'm with big wheels, but I think the, the ideal way to play this race is sort of a, a Cornella exacta scenario, one seven one seven. So, um, yeah, not I'm, I'm with big wheels, but not with a great deal of confidence. Okay, the two-year-old feature race five is that a race in two between Class to the Max and Alta Revelry? Uh, probably yes, and and the market probably says that as well. Um, that said, I don't think we can take too much away from Misty Creek. Now, um, Misty Creek has got, I think, about eight wins at Redcliffe now, most of them against older horses. So he finally gets back to his own age and draws a marble. That being the big difference is the last few times he's had to clash against the two-year-olds, he's drawn wide off the track at Albion Park. So certainly don't rule him out. And um, just with that, in, in where they line up, it's an interesting situation there. I would have thought that um, Pete McMullen would have taken the drive on Alta Revelry. So do we read anything there? And he's actually taking the drive on Roses a Suite. I thought he'd be for sure the way Alta Revelry's gone and take the drive there. So um, perhaps something to look at it there as well. Yeah, it's an interesting point. What about the Christmas Cup race six? Are you with LL Cool J, this huge drop in grade, or are you looking elsewhere? Uh, I'm with him, but I'm certainly not with him at at a dollar forty five. I think that's uh, that's a prohibitive quote in a in a smaller field. That said, he's like he's mentioned, it's a drop in grade. He's had two races at Redcliffe. They've both been feature race victories, the the Redcliffe Cup and the Patrons Purse. So he's certainly got that on his side. I thought um, Sam is perfection's going well enough to certainly be a, a big player in this race. He. Um, was pretty good last time behind Scarlet Babe, uh, where the tempo up front was just ridiculous, and he worked home well. The start, a couple of runs back, he was pretty close up behind Deus Ex. Now, that's good form lines for a race like this. And um, the other one I thought might just be able to bob up there would be Squire pressing through off the, off the second line. So um, he's trained on the track there at Redcliffe, so he'll know his way around. So... They would be the two I'd be looking outside of that, that very short LL Cool J.
Okay, and Doug, can he take out the Trotters Christmas Cup? Well, it's the age-old question, isn't it? It's uh, If it's good, Doug, yes, he'll win that easily. If it's bad, Doug, we'll, we'll be dropping our tickets and, and kicking the ground in disgust because there's certainly two of him. Um, that said, it's been good, Doug, that's been showing up the last couple of weeks. He's been really good. Hopefully, they've got him worked out. Um, 2,600 around Redcliffe, if he does happen to make an early error, I guess he's, he gets the opportunity that they might not be too far away from him. Um, soon after the start. So small field certainly helps him out off that 30-metre handicap. And um, I think from the handicaps, if there's one you want to be uh, betting on from the handicaps, it's certainly on the commando. Off the front line, those other two horses off the front line, normal conditions, you would expect him to be giving them um, probably, you know, 10, 20 metres minimum, and on the commando gets in off the front. So he's certainly the the, uh, the handicapped runner to keep an eye on. OK, it's a great night of racing. The first of 10, a regular Christmas Cup race night at 5.29. All the tab fixed odds markets are up. Darren's, bed be, uh, Darren's best bet comes up in the first race. One, number nine, II Captain, currently at $4. Darren, really appreciate the time, uh, not only this morning, right throughout the year. Merry Christmas, enjoy the day, and we'll catch up soon. Yeah, likewise, Chris. It's been great. Um, it's not really too much of a hassle when you get on and get to talk about something you love.